Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is Seven Thunders, Part 2. And you really should go watch yesterday's program because I explained that we now know what the Seven Thunders said, and it is extremely important. For those that have been studying prophecy for a lot of years, nobody knew this. So this is amazing information to get. It's another confirmation we're in the last days. But before we get to the Seven Thunders and the new information I have, first of all, the big question is, when will the giants be released? Because that's what the Seven Thunders say. Giants are to be released. So anyway, when? <clears throat> Let's read the scripture. Revelation 10, 1. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and the rainbow was on his head. His face was, as it were, the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. My opinion, that's most likely probably Michael, the archangel, probably the most powerful angel. And, of course, the whole point of him coming down to chapter 10 is to deliver the little book that's open in his hand to John the Revelator. And John is told to eat the book. When he does, he said that thou must prophesy again before many people's nations, tongues, and kings. Well, if you go back and look now, I cover this in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. But so if you go back, there's only one other time in the whole Bible where it talks about someone eating a roll, as in a rolled up scroll, that is sweet. And it brought forth lamentations, mourning, and woe. So these are the words that one of the two witnesses, John the Revelator, that's also in the book Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, shows you who the two witnesses really are. Anyway, the, 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 the words he's going to prophesy. So when he eats this book, he is actually getting the words to prophesy for the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Now, let's tie that together to understand when these giants are going to be released. Because if you watched the program yesterday, if you didn't, you need to go watch this. <laughs> This is one of the big things that at least I've got in my 40 years studying prophecy. And he had in his hand a little book open. That's the book of Lamentations, Mourning, and Woe. A little book open. He set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. I cannot tell you how many times in my life <laughs> I have prayed, Lord, I want to know what the seven thunders are. I want to know. I want to know what the seven thunders are. Many times. Matter of fact, <laughs> you know, when you're on a text, this this might not be exactly nice. You know, I'm, I'm kind of making a joke. But you've been on tech support, and at the end of it, they always say, is there any other questions I can answer? <laughs> so sometimes joking, I'll say, yeah, what are the seven thunders? What? <laughs> or do you have Jesus in your heart? That's a really good question. Anyway, <clears throat> now we know what the seven thunders are. Here's the uh, here's when we believe that they take place. So this is an overview of the last seven months based upon the feast. Remember, I was when I memorized the book of Revelation, I got thirty visions, two uh, excuse me, thirty revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. Well, one of the visions showed me a secret door that links the feasts of Leviticus 23 to the prophecies and Revelation. And that word is first fruits. I'm not getting into that today, but suffice to say, this is the way the last seven months play out. Next time, now I know there's about to be a big shock to a lot of you, 
but you got to get my book, Secret Door to Understand the Bible Prophecy, to understand that. The next time Jesus returns, he returns here. The midnight cry is him returning, where he comes down out of heaven in a lamb body, not king of kings, lord of lords yet, comes down, he walks around 50 days after he resurrects 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. Then on Pentecost, we all go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We only get a wedding garment, and we get to watch him be crowned king of kings, lord of lords. He changes from king of, uh, from prince of the kings of the earth to become king of kings and lord of lords, changes from lamb to become the lion. Then at the end of this, about four months later, <clears throat> he gets a white horse. We get a white horse along with the armies in heaven. We return with him for the grape harvest or Armageddon here. Now, so that you can understand when America falls, in my opinion, America falls on or about right in here, probably just before the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because it said, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord, henceforth yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. That's complicated. Now, if I explain that, I'll get off our topic today, so I'm going to move on. Now, on the other map, the seven seals, remember the audible voice said, the seven seals play over seven months, or seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The vials play over seven days. So, in my opinion, looking at this chart, the fall of America takes place here. Now, the question we're trying to answer today is, where is it that the giants are released? Now, let's go back to that scripture. Okay, so it says, first of all, the mighty angel comes down. He gives the little book, opening his left hand. Then he hears seven thunders that are their voices. Okay, so when does this happen? This happens when John is given, he's not given the role yet, okay? When he's given the role, when does that happen? My opinion in this chart, it happens right here in the middle of the tribulation. So probably those giants are released here. And I don't think it's an accident that <clears throat> about a, a year to a year and a half later, later is the fifth seal. And I saw under the altar the souls of those who were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. They had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark on the forehead or on the hand. And they lived in the reign of the Christ for a thousand years. Okay, well, this is and the cry with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true to us, that not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? These... These are the people that are killed, probably many of them from the giants and also from the people who have the mark of the beast, that then the Antichrist turns and says, okay, if you got my mark, we got to get rid of all of these apostates. we got to get rid of all these true, uh, the untrue true believers. And so the true believers, meaning the ones with the mark of the beast, he commands them to go kill all of those people that do not have the mark of the beast. So by the time we get out here to the barley harvest, the wedding harvest, which is or the wheat harvest, which is, a, well, wheat harvest is about four, ballpark, four months before Jesus returns for the Feast of Trumpets for Armageddon, which is when we get all of our rewards and things like that. So probably this is about when the fall of America takes place, and probably out here is when the giants are released. Now, if you didn't, you got to go listen tomorrow or yesterday's broadcast is is absolutely awesome. Now I'm going to cover briefly about that, and I've got a confirmation. Got some very important things here in just a second. So here's a brief overview, skipping a lot of what we covered yesterday. <clears throat> it's that important. February fifth, the fifth of two thousand one, Betty Stevens was taken in a vision down underneath into the secret chambers under Antarctica, 
And she said that she felt um, a hand come on her shoulder, and she was told, watch and take note. It is much to your advantage to know the truth. Take a closer look. And we're going to skip part of it. She said that she was able to zoom in and saw a black box with many knobs and controls. Long story short, this black box controls the giants that are kind of like they're not only metal, but they're probably actually mostly flesh. But they're the robots. And it says will be a, it's going to be a commanding device for the giants. He specifically called them Nephilim. Now we're going to skip now. And she says, and she saw that they were making robots, highly advanced technology robots, skipping again. The black spot box turning the knobs. She saw the giants appear on the screen. They looked human. Not all of them. Some of them were actually kind of like mechanical things. Okay. But this controlled these giants. <clears throat> then. The, the Lord has her, his hand on her shoulder, said, You've been given this vision to share precisely as you've heard and seen it. You are to give this precisely with no big explanations, just as you were shown. The Lord, by the way, he does say this sometimes. I got rebuked like this once. Uh, the Lord continued and says, Please pay attention. Now I will show you the seven thunders. So what she was shown, I'll just read. In that moment, I heard such a crashing and bounce of thunderbolts of lightning all around and through the whole place. Massive crashing of thunder and lightning. I heard these words from the thunder and lightning. It was a mixture of thunder and voices saying, release the giants upon the earth. Now, today I get this email. You're looking at the email. Greetings. I received an email today telling me of your Seven Thunders YouTube video. I received a word from the Heavenly Father back in 2018 about that as well and published it in my blog. This is what the Seven Thunders say. Release the giants. So I clicked on the link there, and I went to her blog, and sure enough, this is what she had in her blog, 32418. So she was told this even before Betty uh, Stevens was told this. But the point is, what? We have two people who don't even know each other, and they say that the Lord told them that the seven thunders say, release the giants. Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So now it is established. We now know, in my opinion, without question, according to the Bible, that now we know the seven thunders say, release the giants. Now, <clears throat> go to yesterday's program. It'll tell you all about all the details. But I have some new updated information. So back to when will the giants be released? A little background here. You remember Genesis 1, verse 26. God says, let, man make in our, man in, let us make man in our own image. Why did it say image? <laughs> okay, so is it saying that some people or that there are some creatures out there that are made not in God's image? That's exactly the point. 27, God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Why did he repeat it? In other words, why did he say in his own image and in the image of God created him? Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, it said it twice to verify it. So, being in the image of God, like we are, is actually a great, great blessing, because not everything is. Then we go to Genesis 5.3, <clears throat> and, and it's, I never saw this before. I'm just, just to be frank about it, I never saw it. It, it never meant that much to me. But now, uh, now understanding this, it means a whole lot. Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold it, hold it. What happened to Cain and Abel? 
It didn't say they were made in Adam's likeness. Now, I can't explain that, but I do think that's a very big question. So if Cain and Abel were not made, it, yeah, I know, I know, it says that Adam then knew Eve and she bears, okay, I understand that, but it did not use the word image. Here it's saying that this son, Seth, is made in his likeness. So is that also saying that some things that God made are not made in his image? And the answer is yes. <clears throat> Whoso sheddeth man's blood by his by man shall his blood be shed for in the image of God made he man. So being in the image of God, that's a real big thing. Now hang on to that. I'll show you something. So now we go to Exodus 20. <clears throat> Thou shalt not make unto thee any grave an image. So being made in the image of God is good. Worshipping something that's not made in the image of God? No, nah, bad, bad. Same thing Leviticus 23 says. You shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image. Well, that's kind of what we're talking about these giants are. There's more. They break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. So the image to Baal, which is a golden calf, bad. And he said, a graven image of the grove, grove, that means like where they, they grow trees, they decorate the, cree, the trees with all kinds of decorations on the tree, and then they put gifts to their God under the tree, and they pour out drink offerings and incense, they burn incense to their God. <clears throat> Does that sound like Christmas to you? It does to me. Uh, we don't put up any Christmas trees in our house because that's worshiping the grove. Anyway, let's move on. Then you go to Daniel. Okay, so it says the king had a dream. In the dream, he saw an image, and it tells all about the image, which I'm not going to read right now. Then you go on down in the story. Now, after Nebuchadnezzar has the dream, then he says, okay, we got to make the image that I saw in the dream. I want you to notice the image is three score cubits. Okay, now what's three score? Three score would be one score is 20, so three score, that would be 60, wouldn't it? 60, 60 cubits high, 6 cubits wide, and then how many instruments did it play, or did they require? Cornet, flute, harp, sabbath, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, as in 6 instruments. So it was 60 high, 6 wide, 6 instruments plays, as in 6, 6, 6. So Nebuchadnezzar, which I believe is going to be the Antichrist, currently I believe Nebuchadnezzar is falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottom's pit, but Revelation 6, 1 says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder. And when that first seal is open, <clears throat> the beast that is currently falling in the, in the bottomless pit is then allowed out of the bottomless pit, and that's when he causes all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand and their forehead and all that sort of stuff. Now, the point is, Nebuchadnezzar was the first king that had an abomination of desolation. And in my opinion, he is going to be the last or the seventh. He is the eighth, but he is of the seventh. Or he is the fourth, but he is the third, but he's of the fourth. Meaning, he comes back to life. In other words, my opinion, if you in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophets, I think I'll give you seven different reasons why he is the Antichrist. Anyway, uh, so he is he's going to ascend out of the bottom of the pit, and then he is going to become the Antichrist. And he does not, he's not born into a baby again. He is 
inhabiting a body. And that's another topic. Another day, we'll move on now. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, 47. I'm about to give you a whole new understanding on these verses, too. <clears throat> so the first man is of the earth. I like to call our body right now a mud body because that's what it is. It's a mud body. But when Jesus returns and he blows that glory down, his morning star, we've talked about that a lot, too. And it goes all the way to the center of the earth, sets the foundations of the mountains on fire, burns the tares that fall on the ground, a pile of ashes and bones. When it hits us, out of our belly flows river of living water. All of that happens in a moment, in a second, in a blink, a, a, in the twinkling of an eye. The earth is glorified. We are glorified. The tares are burned. All evil is removed. So at that time, we change from being a mud body and we get a light body. Here's what it's saying. The first man is of the earth or a mud body. The second man is the Lord is of the Lord of heaven. As is the earthy, such as they also are earthy, and as it is heavenly, such as they also are heavenly. The way we would say that is our first body is a mud body, a second body, and our eternal body is a light body. As we have borne the image of the earthy, we also bear the image of the heavenly, the light body. Now let's skip down to the rapture verses, and I'll explain those to you, because rapture is a real big misunderstanding. First of all, I'll say absolutely positively, there is no time ever when Jesus is going to return to the clouds and pull all of the good Christians up off the earth so they don't have to go through any testing. Not going to happen. It's a misunderstanding. Which, by the way, I have a book out there called uh, um, um, How Pre-Trib One. goes in and explains all that. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Or the way we would say it is, the mud body ain't going into eternity. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but not all of the Christians will die, but I will also say just about all of them. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of eye, at the last trump. Now, I wish King James had said the seventh trump. <laughs> it would have evaporated the whole pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-ref misunderstanding. The last trump, how many trumps are there? There are seven trumps. So the last trump would be the seventh trump. At the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead should be raised and corrupted, and we shall be all changed. But that's when we get our mud body becomes a light body. Now, all of this has to do with image here. Hang on. <clears throat> Now let's go to Revelation 13. This is talking about the false prophet. The first 10 verses are talking about the Antichrist. These are talking about the false prophet. The first one rises up out of the sea. This one comes up out of the earth, means it's religious. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, had two horns like a lamb. I'm not going to explain any of that, but we'll go on. And he exercises with all the power of the first beast before him, and he causeth, now this is important, he causes. That means he requires. He makes. He forces. Right now, what are they doing with the uh, the masks and the anti-V? Uh, you see, when when it's God, God doesn't force us to do anything. Very, very, very rarely does God ever force anybody. He gives them free choice. It's their choice. And then based upon their choice, they have to live with their choice. So when we are forced to do something, you know, like taking the NIV. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. But that's not God. As a matter of fact, if for no other reason, just because they're trying to force it, that's why I wouldn't take it. If no other reason, there's plenty of other reasons. But anyway, 
He exercises all the power of the first beast before him, or the Antichrist, and he causeth them that, them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, or the Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast. Here it comes. Saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image. Wow. Okay, so what is the image of the beast? I've been saying for years now, I think it's a clone. I think it is probably half man, half Lucifer. Because, see, the devil does what Jesus does to the opposite. Okay, so if you look at Jesus genetically, Ron Wyatt said when he found the blood of Jesus on the uh, <clears throat> the Ark of the Covenant, he said he had it uh, reconstituted by, I believe, Goldberg Laboratories, I believe he said, which is where they put saline solution into it, and they swirl it around and around like this for 24 hours, and the somatids in the blood were still alive. 2,000-year-old blood, still alive. Why? Because I laid my life down. Nobody took my life. I gave it. Okay, so Jesus' blood never dies. Anyway, so <clears throat> they looked into the blood. The interesting part of it is it only had one set of chromosomes. Well, why would that be? Because in most people, we have a, a set of chromosomes from the male. We have a set of cro chromosomes from the female. And then we have either X or Y to determine male or female. But Jesus' blood only had one set of chromosomes, and that would be Mary's side because the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and provided the other half. That is going to be a major proving point. Ron Wyatt said that the angel told him that when the Mark of the Beast comes out, then the Ark of the Covenant will also come out to disprove what the beast is saying. So when he says, and, and he's saying to them that dwell in the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, my guess is that that image is going to be the exact opposite of Jesus. As Jesus was half human, half God, probably the, the image of the beast, or excuse me, the, the, the beast, let me get that right, the beast will be half Lucifer, half alien or whatever, something like that, some kind of a hybrid like that. And that's kind of what we're talking about with all this giant stuff. He had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That's really probably a clone because it's it's specifically saying it's not made in the image of God. It doesn't necessarily say that it won't look human because probably it will look human. And this image of the beast then says, okay, everybody got to worship this guy over here. Okay, he he's the real man God. And they're pointing to the Antichrist or the beast, right? To give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the beast should be killed. All of this fits in. Now, why would God allow the devil to release giants upon the earth? Why would God not come and take us in a pre-trib rapture? Why would God allow horses, fire-breathing horses, to be released on the earth to kill a, a third part of the earth? Why would God allow all that? Because it's all a big test. It's all a big test to answer one question. Where are you going to spend eternity? And what are your rewards there? And sad to say, most people will fall away. Most people will take... Look, the only ones not going to take that mark of the beast are the ones that have read Revelation 13 and believe it. And probably a lot of those that read Revelation 13 
and believe it, will still take it. If you have worn a mask, if you've taken the anti-V, try to imagine that was easy. There was no real consequences to that. But, oh, you wait. You won't be just losing a job. You'll be losing a head. You don't take this when you can't buy or sell. So resisting the mark of the beast, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And sad to say, in my opinion, I mean, when we just found out what the seven thunders are, I mean, 2,000 years, no beating heart on the globe has known what those seven thunders are. All of a sudden, we get them and we get confirmation all in the same day. Two people heard the same thing that don't even know each other. I'd say it's, that's, that's a real strong saying, tribulation's close. End times, real close. But I also want to give you some hope here. I want to tell you quickly, I've covered this a lot here lately, so I'm going to cover it quickly and let you read it. You should be writing these down. This is the reason we know that what's going on over with Ukraine and Russia and America and NATO and all that sort of stuff, this is not the time when Russia is about to attack America. I don't care who says it. I know better. April 15, 2002, Leslie had a dream. God spoke to her, and it's confirmed. I'm not going to cover all of it. covered it so many times. She was told that Arafat would die in the hospital. About two years later, it happened. She was told Palestinians will be given a state. Oil would be discovered in Israel. Israel would strengthen its military from the oil, and Israel and America would go against the rest of, most of the rest of the world against Islam. Then January 22 of 06, she was given seven newspaper headlines leading up to the fall of America. It's not necessarily the order they will come in, but this is, in my opinion, when I think that they will be fulfilled. But we don't know the order. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America, America. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel refuses to help America. Israel has attacked America, sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri Dudem, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. That tells us that we are actually not close to the Russians attacking. Okay, so what is coming? I think we are a hop, skip, and a jump away from suitcase nukes hitting. So when does America fall? I've been saying this a lot lately. I want to give you some hope here. Scripturally, okay, not from any dream or vision or none of that. This is according to the King James Bible, when the Russians will attack. Want to know? Here it is. Revelation 14, 6. I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel. Meaning, when you see the angel, and I believe every, every eye will see this angel, and every ear will hear this angel, flying through the midst of heaven, preaching to all that dwell upon the earth, every kindred, tongue, and nation, saying, fear God and give him glory and worship him that made heavens and the earth and the fountains of waters and the sea. Every eye is going to hear, everybody's going to hear that. This is the fulfillment of Matthew twenty four fourteen. This gospel of the kingdom should be preached into all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. Then is when America falls, right after that angel flying through the midst of heaven. This is the warning, in my opinion. It's a warning saying, look, it, if you haven't accepted Jesus, you better do so, because when America falls, and that's the next thing that happens, when America falls, it's Katie bar the door. Now, there is nothing holding back the Antichrist from killing and destroying everything that is God, everything is Jesus, everything is Christian. And that's what he does. This is the second is fallen. I've explained that, so I'll move on. 
Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then, with America fallen now, then the mark of the beast is handed out, required. It's required, and the beast, and probably those giants too, are going to be out killing everybody that does not have that mark of the beast. And there's going to be very few people, in my opinion, there's going to be very few people that will make it to the end. And by the way, that's other, that's another thing too. I need to clear that out. Scripture says, and he that endureth to the end, the same should be saved. Misunderstanding. When it says he'll be saved, it's not saying his name gets into the book of life. He's saying that he is allowed to live up to a thousand years into the millennium. At the end of the millennium, Satan is loosed out of his prison. He goes out to the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, gather him as into the uh, to a big battle without quoting it I've gone too long here already and they'll they'll fire from God out of heaven comes down to devour them so they just because they endure to the end does not necessarily mean they get eternal life I don't think that at least that's not my goal to try to live to the end my goal is to try to win as many souls as I possibly can that's my goal I think that's the right goal and with my heart in the hand of my Lord Jesus, he can make it stop beating anytime he wants to. I serve him. He bought me, paid too much, I might add. He paid too much, and so I'm willing to do anything and everything he has me to do to the end of the earth. And so at what time he decides it's time to take me home, that's his business. I trust him with my eternity. I trust him with my salvation, and I trust him with my death. The Watchman Package. Get two two-foot-by-three-foot color-updated charts, my handwritten book of the Book of Revelation, five DVDs where I taught the school of the Watchman, and five secret-door books to understand Bible prophecy valued at $355, all for a gift of just $200 at prophecyclub.com. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com the good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your Prophecy Club. These days, emergency food is mostly sold out, but... HeavensHarvest.com has all sorts of emergency supplies and food in stock. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN at HeavensHarvest.com. Promo code STAN. 40 books, $800 value for $100. Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy is a deep dive into Bible prophecy. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you never want to take the mark of the beast. God's Warnings to America's 101 Modern Prophecies, everything from Dimitri Dudeman to rest of the most popular, the most credible prophets out there. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel is the book that you read to understand 
as a tribulation saint, what you need to know. And then how pre-trib one, you'll settle your question about the rapture. Now, you can get all five of these in a giant package. We offer them in shrink wrap sets, shrink wrap sets of 10 for the Understand Bible Prophecy. Miss the Mark is in shrink wrap sets of 10. God's Warning is shrink wrap sets of 10. Daniel is five. How Pre-Trib 1 is five. So it's a total of 40 books. Valued at $800, all for a gift of just $100 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.